Unvarnished opinion. I'm trying to remember if I ever had an opinion that wasn't unvarnished. Maybe that's why I'm number one in New York and have had this tremendous success. But whatever success I've had, it pales in comparison to my next guest, who ever since that day I uh, I tell everybody I'm in love with. No disrespect to Mark Consuelos, but I've met a bunch of times, mind you. I love Mark. And I think they're great together on television. But Kelly Ripper is not only a tremendous talent, tremendous talent, adorable, but she is a woman of her word. She really is. And her book, Live Wire, which is a New York Times bestseller, came out in paperback September the 19th, this Tuesday. So here she is, in my opinion, the queen of daytime television, the best in the business, and a forever friend, Kelly Ripper. Kelly, good morning. How are you? Oh, Sid, good morning. Thank you for that warm welcome. And how dare you play my own voice back to me? <laughs> Wait, you know, it's funny you say that because there are days in my career when I'm off and I'll play best of and I'll be in the car and I'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I'm terrible. What do you mean I'm good? I'm terrible. You, you, you feel like that? You get nervous hearing your own voice? Sid, let me tell you something. I have one of the worst voices in broadcast. No, you it is don't. fascinating. I truly do, and that radio, the the uh, television clip you just played on the radio is proof of that to me. <laughs> but there's, you know, there's certain like, what can I do about it? You know, your voice, however, I find is very soothing and very listenable, and you are the best in the business for a reason. Oh my God! And you and also you have like uh, the tonality, uh, like you know what you're getting right away. It's like. I'm Sid Rosenberg, I'm a New Yorker, and I'm going to give it to you straight, right? Like, that's what you're going to get. I have, the, I always say that I have the tone and quality of a, a dolphin being strapped <laughs> down a chalkboard. It's like squeaky and terrible. Oh, no, no, no. And so I apologize to your listeners in advance. You, you know, yeah, what you said about me was, was over the top. Uh, and, and believe me, flattery works. Just trust me. Uh, it was over the top and lovely. But what you said about yourself is not true. You've got a beautiful voice. And you're the best on no, television. No. And i got to tell you, and I want to get to the book here in a second. But I have to tell you yeah. that I'm your number one fan now. So, and I would, uh, you know, I don't get to see the show every day because I'm on the air at the same time as your show. But I watch clips. I'm in the cab. I see it every day. And uh, and I was very angry, very angry with Mark. Because I met your husband, Mark, a bunch of times in Vegas, actually, when your son was, was young at uh, the Mayweather-Dela uh, Hoya fight. And uh, he's a sweet guy. At, and you guys are great together on TV. And I found it really gross that uh, folks went after you and your husband so hard when you first started. It was like, come on, man. It, it wasn't even fair. You know. You know, Sid, I understand. Listen, I have, as you know, I came on as the new girl when I worked with Regis. And although there wasn't social media, there were the tabloids. And so I was attacked. And I remember Kathy Lee sending me a note, like sort of preemptively warning me that I would be attacked. And I, I got it. I understood. And then when I changed hosts, every time there's a host change, the show gets attacked. So it's nothing that I wasn't prepared for. It's nothing that I wasn't ready for. I, you know, and, and, and I prepared Mark. I said, and I prepared Ryan also. It's like, this is what happens when there is turnover in the show. And I get it. I understand it. I am the same way. 
when hosts change at a show or a program that I listen to, I vow that I'm never watching it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, like I am, I'm on everybody's side because I get it. I've been the viewer. I've been the listener. And so I understand people don't like change. Um, and Mark makes perfect sense because he has been a member of the show's ancillary cast. For 25, 23 years that I've been there, Mark has been filling in. So it made sense. And it was very much continuity and consistency. And people almost immediately warmed up to him. But you have to prepare yourself. And you know this. You've been in the business a long time. When there is any change, people yep. are resistant yep. to change. No, they are. You're right. But, you know, it's one thing when you're talking about, like you said, Weegis or Strahan or Ryan and – now you got it's your husband, you know, and and uh, and he's a tough guy. I know Mark; he's a tough guy. You can't let anything bother him, you know. But he can take nothing yeah, personally. Yeah, he's good like that. But it, and, and the book, the book Live Wire is is before you guys became a team. Now you got to write another book: how a husband wife combination ran daytime television. But uh, the oh, book is <laughs> <laughs> because I have to tell you, everybody says they go, "Would you want your wife Danielle to be working with you on the radio show every day?" And I go, "Yeah, I, I, I you know I got to think." about that i don't know i mean that's got to be uh and we'll get to live wire in a second but you know that danielle could totally handle it <laughs> she'd probably be better than me you're right you're right you're right yeah so so in the book live wire you do go back kelly kelly ripper the great kelly ripper and you talk about uh, all your prior experiences on tv and and your prior hosts and and all the stories uh as a mother as a wife as a daughter uh, that actually kind of got you to where you are today, which is, uh, to your credit, the very, very top of the totem pole in daytime television. And it wasn't always pretty, and it wasn't always great. Is that fair to say? Yeah, no. I mean, I think that when you come in, you know, you have to understand, I sort of stumbled my way into an acting career. I've been very, very fortunate. Um, I've, I've never been the most talented. I've never been the best looking. We obviously know that my voice is terrible, um, but I, I out, I will outwork everyone. Like I work, I know that I work harder, and so there's something to be said. And I think your book touches on this. Hard work is a thing. It's a thing that matters. Showing up, being reliable, working hard. These are things that 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 aren't special gifts, but are not always harnessed. And I like to say that what I lack in talent, I make up for in just grit and determination and hard work. Do you really feel that way, though? I mean, it's 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 humble and it sounds great, and you've got a beautiful heart and you've got a good soul, Kelly Ripper. But do you really feel that you, you lack in talent? Because I look at you and I see both. I see a woman that works very, 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 very hard, and I see a woman that's got a tremendous amount of talent. But do you really feel that way? Because, you know, I know that I'm, I'm very I, – I have self-esteem issues and I'm very, very insecure. So if you're like that, I think I like you even more. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I'm very insecure, but I've – you know, it, I spend enough time it, – it, it's, it's, it's what uh, Malcolm Gladwell says, right? Like if you do something for 10,000 hours, then you're an expert at it. So I figure – Okay, so I, I'm not a natural broadcaster. I didn't really know much about the business at all. 
And it took me about eight to 10 years, eight to 10 years to feel like I understood broadcasting on any level. Whereas Mark Consuelos, my husband, who was also an actor, came in and I would say it took him about three weeks Hmm. to get to where it took me eight to 10 years. Hmm. So that's what I'm like, when I say a lack of talent, I mean, maybe it's insecurity talking, but I truly feel like I didn't understand the job that I had for eight to 10 years. And merciful God, everybody was really patient with me, really sort of pulled me through those initial eight to 10 years. And, you know, so now do I feel like I understand the assignment? Yes. But it took me a really long time to get there. But I'm not a quitter. So I'm not somebody that gets uncomfortable and then just walks away. It's like I get uncomfortable and I, I lean into that. I, I try to figure out why, you know, my dad was a bus driver for 30 years, Sid. And he used to say to me every day, keep your nose to the grindstone, just mm-hmm. keep your nose to the grindstone, keep mm-hmm. your head down yeah. and chipping away. And eventually it will click. And and finally, you know, I would say it was about like my tenth anniversary on the show that I was like, okay, maybe I can, maybe I can yeah. do. This. <laughs> yeah, is your dad still alive, Kelly? Yeah, he's still alive. Oh, good. And uh, he must be so he's, proud. Uh, he's, he is. He's still working, and um, you'll you'll appreciate this. So my dad, uh, he retired. Uh, and became a president of the labor union, and then he went into local politics, and he's the county clerk of Camden, New Jersey. Oh! And, and I find my dad endlessly entertaining. Uh, he's just yeah. one of the naturally yeah. funniest yeah. people I've That's ever funny, met. That's funny. My father, uh, who I lost in July of 2020, he's gone three years. Same thing, wildly entertaining, Kelly Smart, yeah. funny and uh, he died, and I've, I've really never been the same. I, I, I heard that, and I, and I thought it may be the case, but it really is true. That's right. You are a Jersey girl. 